Hey everybody, welcome to episode 62 of Tuesdays with Perry. I'm going to get Perry on the line in just a second. What we're discussing tonight is whether uh, Perry decided to take me to task on a couple of things that I reported on my podcast. One was the pardoning of Stu, uh, Scooter Libby, who was the chief of staff for Dick Cheney during the Bush administration. Um, I had got some facts wrong. He wants to correct me on that. And he may go over of who Scooter Libby was. He was charged for perjury and obstruction of justice as they looked into the outing of CIA operative Valerie Plame and how that happened. But what he wants to take me to task on, I was talking about uh, the babies, not babies in incubators uh, from the Gulf War, but babies beheaded by Hamas and babies um, burned in ovens by Hamas. Uh, Because in my research, I found that these are sort of one source stories. There was a first responder, um, Asher Moskowitz, who reported that he saw a burned baby from a house that was burned with all the victims inside. Uh, These people were murdered by Hamas, but he said that it seemed that a heating element from an oven was stuck to the corpse of the baby. And then there was another report um, by uh, Israeli army officer, Colonel Golan Vak, that said he saw the corpse of a baby that had been beheaded. So these are one count, uh, one witness account uh, attributed to one person. And so they've been talked about quite a bit, but there hasn't been independent uh, verification. So we're gonna talk about um, beheaded babies and burned babies in the Israel-Hamas conflict. Uh, Perry is Jewish, and so he has some skin in the game, Um, but he wanted to talk about this, so I'm gonna let him talk about it, and uh, we're gonna get him on the line, and maybe we can get to the Scooter Libby thing, because it is of historical significance, but I said George Bush had pardoned Scooter Libby, Um, for the crimes of perjury and obstruction of justice. But actually, George Bush commuted his sentence, which is different, which just keeps uh, the conviction in place, um, but just gets rid of the, you get out of jail. You get rid of the rest of your, uh, it's like time served. And it's actually Trump that ended up pardoning uh, Scooter Libby uh, more recently. So we're gonna get into this and maybe some more, we might get to talk about uh, Chinese espionage, but um, let's try to get Perry on the line. There we go. Hey there. Hey Perry, uh, welcome to the podcast once again, episode 62 of Tuesdays with Perry. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about Scooter Libby some and, and my uh, I had misspoke about um, Scooter Libby getting, um, com- uh, well, getting pardoned by George Bush, uh, in which the administration he served under, uh, but he wasn't. His sentence was commuted, and he did get pardoned by um, 
uh, Donald Trump. So we're going to talk about that some. Um, also, I think we're going to talk about um, some reports coming out of Israel uh, in the Israel-Hamas conflict about some of the victims in Israel, uh, particularly about beheaded babies and babies in ovens. So uh, I'm going to let you start wherever you want. I just want to add one little wrinkle here. Uh, there's some new reports. Um, it is uh, another one source. Uh, an aunt says Hamas tortured Israeli child hostages, threatened them at gunpoint. There is some history about Hamas uh, doing that with hostages and with children. And another woman reports uh, that women were held hostage by Hamas that were kept in cages. And apparently uh, there's video um, of this on the Hamas telegram. Um, but again, uh, this is a, uh, a one source story about uh, women held in cages, but it was directly from people coming out of uh, the hostage situation there in Gaza. So, Perry, I'm going to let you uh, take it away from here, um, and we could go into the Israel-Hamas conflict and particularly about the hostages and the victims uh, by the Hamas terrorist uh, group. Okay, um, well, let's start with that because that's really a much more important story to cover. Um. I don't want to say I'm taking you to task, Rudy, because I'm not. Um, I just want to clarify what it is that you said uh, last week. I listened to a couple of the podcasts after um, you and I last spoke while I was in Haiti. And for good reason, you are skeptical of these stories because you are, you are a bona fide journalist. And I can appreciate your stand on that. But here's why I think uh, your skepticism is a little too strong on this story. The thing about Hamas is that they are not human beings. They may look like them, but they're animals. They have always tr treated their hostages as cattle or worse. And it doesn't matter whether you're an old man um, I need to bring you back in history to the man um, who was thrown off the Achille Loro four decades ago. His name was Leon Klinghoffer. And um, he was a passenger on that cruise liner in the Mediterranean when it was, when that ship was um, commandeered by um, Palestinian terrorists. They immediately went through everybody's passports and they singled out the Jews from everyone else. And Leon Klinghoffer was an elderly man. He was wheelchair bound. And they made an example of him by literally pushing him in his wheelchair off the ship to his death. And this is just one example of how these people and again, these are not Palestinians, these are animals, um, treat people in general, but specifically Jews. They have never changed their MO. And 
what has taken place since 10-7 is a perfect example of that. <clears throat> you, as a journalist, should be looking for more than one source, and you do. You haven't found them, but I don't need to do that. All I need is history to show how they haven't changed what they do. They are barbaric. And the few stories that have come out, I find it fascinating how the world press seems to just turn a blind eye. They don't, you know, if a journalist wants to get at a story, they will dig. They will find sources. They won't just settle for one. But when it comes to Hamas, because of world politics, it's not important to do that. And so with regard to these uh, couple of stories involving infants, children, girls, women, I know it's true because, again, as I've already said to you twice during these two minutes, this is what they do. They are so filled with hatred. This has nothing to do with them wanting their own state. They don't want just a state to call their own. They want Israel. They are bound and determined. As a matter of fact, the leader of Hamas, um, within the last couple of weeks, while his people were being um, butchered because they were used as human shields, he said, it doesn't matter. Now, this is not a quote. But he said it doesn't matter because we will never stop fighting the Jews until we take our land back from them. And by that, he means all of Israel, not the Gaza Strip, which, as I've already said once before on your show, belonged historically to Egypt, Egypt yeah. and was handed by Anwar Sadat to Menachem Begin in, in uh, 1978 or 79. They want it all. And so with regard to the, um, and I'm using the plural word, babies, I don't know if it was a baby. I don't know if it was multiple babies. I don't know if it was just a couple of babies. But the reason why I'm telling you the story with regard to uh, babies being thrown into ovens and, and, and burned to death is true. It's because this goes back to World War II. They are sending a message. If we have the power, we will send you all to the ovens again. And with regard to uh, the women who were um, manhandled and thrown in cages, this too will come out and be shown as proof once the dust settles, and eventually it will settle. So with regard to you saying uh, in one of your podcasts last week, uh, I, I, can't, I can't accept it as, as truth because I have no way to prove it. And you don't because the stories haven't been written. The, story, the video hasn't been shot. But I have a secret weapon, and that secret weapon is someone who is very near and dear to me and is an Israeli citizen. And I'm just going to leave what I'm, what I'm telling you right now at this point. I will find a way to get information to them. 
that will clarify it once and for all and for I, your audience. Right, and I'd be I'd be happy to see it. And by no way mm-hmm. I'm condoning the actions of Hamas, uh, whether heinous, no, of course not. We, uh, heinous, whether or not uh, these stories pan out to be true. Uh, I just have problems um, with, particularly with one source stories, and I'm not even doubting uh, the one source uh, in the. Uh, in the babies in ovens, um, it was kind of subjective take by an emergency worker who who said that it looked as if uh, the baby had been put in an oven, but the whole family and the house had been burned uh, to death, uh, and they didn't necessarily find the baby in the oven. And still, that was one source, and his point of view was was sort of subjective. Um, and then the other with the beheaded baby that was a colonel for the IDF, and, and there was no one there to witness stories. And in one story, they kind of played a bait and switch where they talked about a Thai hostage, because if you didn't know, there were some um, people from Thailand, um, some Thai workers that had been taken captive also, and that one of those uh, captives was beheaded with a hoe, um, a garden hoe, so they didn't even do the do him the favor of the scimitar. They just used whatever they. Well, right, exactly. But uh, they did a little bait and switch because then in the next sentence they talked about. Uh, well, actually, in the previous sentence they talked about um, a beheaded of babies, and then they said, "I've I saw the victim with my own eyes." But that person was referring to uh, the Thai hostage, not the baby. So I'm really having trouble. I'm not condoning Hamas by 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 any means, um, but I do have problems with information uh, being used as propaganda and sometimes exaggerated as propaganda. And like the woman in cages, it's, no, uh, and, and it, it's, like reported, said. it's reported here by the Jerusalem Post by according to a report by Israeli media citing a statement from a member of the hostage and missing families forum and it doesn't uh it doesn't attribute the statement from the member at, with a name or anything like that so it's almost too far removed and i'm not doubting that any of this exists but it just as my source um me with journalism i'm very picky about what i establish as a fact and it's the same thing with the breitbart article that says aunt says hamas tortured israeli children it you read through it, and it almost seems like they add another source, but again, it, it just goes back to the aunt of the child, um, and that isn't even necessarily the immediate family. So not doubting. I would just like to have more information. That's all. Right, and, and, and I'm with you on that. I just I find it um, – I can't even find the adjective to say I find it disappointing or I I find it absurd um, how the media continues to shape this story the way they want it to be seen. And, And this is the reason why I don't trust the media anymore. I know things happen when it comes to Hamas, even the PLO as barbaric as they were, because the PLO in 1972, headed up by Yasser Arafat, captured the Israeli um, athletes in Munich, and not one of them survived. And they were, they were brutalized until they, they succumbed to their injuries. 
this is what, again, this is what terrorists do, and especially these particular terrorists. The fact that there were beheaded babies, I know that's true because, again, we can go back to Ariel Sharon and when um, the Israelis moved into southern Lebanon to clean out the hornet's nest, and three Israeli soldiers were taken captive. The Israelis knew if they couldn't find them, they were already going to be killed. And when they were killed, their heads were removed from their bodies, and they were put on the um, discharge end of their rifles. And that's how the Israelis found those three um, Israeli soldiers. Right, right. And, and so, again, I don't need clarification through multiple sources. This is what these barbarians, and I don't even want to call them that, these animals, do to their hostages. Yeah. They're not human. I, I'm just going to um, say here, again, from the Jerusalem Post, can now confirm based on verified photos of the bodies that the reports of babies being burned, not necessarily in an oven, but burned, um, and decapitated Hamas assault are correct. However, uh, they're saying it's correct, but the f apparently photos were shown to U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken during a visit to Israel, um, and it says the Prime Minister's office published the photos on Twitter. The photos are graphic and have content warning covering them until the button read show is pressed. Um, but no one I know have, has seen the photos. The, I, I, I myself have seen the photos of, 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 of victims of the attack in their homes. Um, and apparently um, some of the photos I've seen were described as a butchered pregnant woman with... Uh, her the baby she was carrying was cut out of her stomach. Mm -hmm. It was hard to it was hard to determine uh, necessarily if that was the case, um, but that's what it was described as. So apparently there are photos out there that are are describing them. They may very well be on Twitter uh, uh, from the prime minister's office. On but Twitter. they're not in the New York Times. They're well, not. Well, they're right. not in the Los Angeles Times. Well, right. They're not. In the in the Washington Post, right. they're not on NBC. And when I say they're not on NBC News, I don't expect something that graphic to be shown without um, edits being made. Right. The point I'm making here is they're not interested in telling that story. Well, right, and I can't verify it because I looked and I couldn't find them. So either the Jerusalem Post is lying or that tweet was deleted. And I don't know why the prime minister's office would delete that tweet. So maybe you could do a little more research. I'm not sure I didn't look that deep into BB's Twitter account. Um, so who who knows if that was, they're referring to BB, I, I imagine when they said prime minister. So, right. um, so right. apparently there are photos out there. Um, uh, I looked, uh, like I said, I've seen a bunch of photos from the massacre. So, uh, there were indeed people killed in a horrific way in their, you know, uh, 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 in their yeah, homes, in their homes, citizens, you know, not soldiers, um, like Hamas claims they were just attacking IDF. Uh, that wasn't the case. Um, but a lot of these other, and people are even asking, cause there was an article in the Washington post, Biden yet again says Hamas beheaded babies has new evidence emerged. And the answer is 
know. Um, and so, uh, like I said, even Benjamin Netanyahu, the babies and toddlers were found with their heads decapitated. Um, and that's referring again to the one account by Asher Moskovitz. Um, so, like I said, I would just like to see more evidence. I'm sure you're convinced and I'm not unconvinced, certainly, but that's just my nature uh, of looking at journalism because anybody can claim anything. The New York Times does it all the time without evidence. And um, I have to look at it skeptically. Right. And, and as you should. And, and that's why I respect you um, as a journalist for doing what you do. I just wanted it to be put on record. Um, I, I don't need to see severed heads of babies to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because this is not the first rodeo, this is the latest of future rodeos that are coming if we don't do something now. And that's, that's why I'm sorry to see that Blinken has gotten the Israelis. I think Anthony Blinken's aides are uh, listening into our conversation. <laughs> right. Today. Sorry about that. So I lost, uh, we lost the connection there. So you were saying Anthony Blinken, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch the rest of that. Um, Anthony Blinken is not only a traitor to our country, he's a traitor to his own people. He's a pseudo Jew and he doesn't want Israel as it, as it appears on the map today to exist. Now that, that is a bold statement, but again, this is something that is coming out in dribs and drabs in the media about what he's trying to do right now. And that's the reason for this extended ceasefire. He is trying whatever he can do in order to get the Israelis to pull out. Meanwhile, we, as far as I know, we still have American hostages behind enemy lines. Um, we do have news breaking on that. Apparently, 12 American hostages have been released. This is preliminary, um, but I'm looking at the reports uh, right now. Um, and this is not from a reputable source, but apparently American hostages, at least the White House seems to be reporting that they have had some American hostages released, um, but we're still in the preliminary uh, uh, parts of this uh, report. Um, and it, and it seems, yeah, yeah, I can't confirm that right now, but there were initial reports that American hostages were, um, released. So, um, you could go more in, in, into, uh, the victims and the hostages. Uh, that was just my take on it. It has nothing against, uh, is the state of Israel. Um, I would like the state of Israel to exist. Obviously I have no qualms with that. I know the history of that region, and I know the reason why uh, the Brits um, initially formed uh, British Palestine was not for the Palestinians, <laughs> uh, because they claim that it wasn't. But um, also, um, I do believe in a state for the Palestinians. Uh, do you believe there should be a state for the Palestinians? As all Jews do. Um, there. There, there isn't any, obviously, I can't make such a bold statement. I'm sure there are some Jews that say they should never have a homeland. Right. But we have, since 1937, said that we agree to having a two-state solution. Right. It has been that way 
since then and since the War of Independence. The reason why the War of Independence took place is because the Palestinians said, we don't want two states. We will never accept the Jewish state. Yeah. It's our land and we will take it. Right. And they have had that position since the state of Israel was formed. Yeah. So, well, um, the, well, the Israels were attacked by the Palestinians before uh, the state of Israel was formed. Uh, the the Palestinians right. attacked the British uh, when the Ottoman Empire fell. Um, so this is right. obviously uh, a, not a new thing. Do you think uh, the state of Palestine should include both the West Bank and Gaza? I mean, because they're, me personally, they're, effect, me, they're, me effect, per- they're effectively being governed by two different groups. That's correct. You have Fatah on the West Bank and you have um, Hamas, which successfully pushed uh, what was then the PLO and now Fatah out of Gaza. And so the whole reason why um, the Palestinians were given autonomy on the West Bank, and I've said this before on your show, there is a peace there. I don't know if it's going to last because they are being armed uh, through a tunnel network from the uh, Iranians. I think they're just waiting for the right opportunity to go to war with Israel. It hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm, I'm quite relieved because if you recall four weeks ago, I told you how scared I was that this was going, this was going to mushroom cloud both, figuratively as well as literally because you have the Turks that have been threatening they're going to go to war against the Israelis. They're going to come in through the Mediterranean. I think that's one of the reasons why we have several ships out there, including an aircraft carrier. I don't know which one, but that's why we have naval forces in that immediate area. Also to gather intelligence for the Israelis as well. But, um, I am worried about that this will eventually um, escalate to a world war. I'm still, I, not as much, but I am worried that it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you um, know, the, but, Pen- the Pentagon just put out a statement that says, we don't have any money to expand our presence in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's you, Millie. What else is new? Yeah, well, it's also, if the Democrats didn't spend uh, billions of dollars, um, well, I shouldn't say the Democrats. The Uniparty shouldn't have spent billions of dollars in Ukraine, and the Democrats shouldn't have spent billions of dollars on this green new uh, infrastructure deal, which, by the way, as I said in my other podcast, I think it was yesterday, um, that with all the money they spend, it doesn't seem like Democrats really get anything done with their money. Well, well, that's that's absolutely true. And, you know, again... This is the way the Democrats play the game. Uh, they have plenty of money to pay for people who invade our country on the southern border, not to mention what's coming across on the northern border now. Right. They have uh, plenty of money to fight a losing war in Ukraine, but they don't have money to fire up our ships or to launch aircraft. I find that amusing. So what does that tell Xi? What does that tell Putipu? What does that tell the mullahs? What does that tell the little rocket man? If we are making a public statement that we don't have the financial ability to fight a war in the Middle East, if it comes to it. Right. And so 
this just furthers the mindset of the of the animals that are currently running the Gaza Strip. So let's talk about that a little bit more. You asked me, do I want or will I accept a two-state solution? And I've already told you, yes. As far as whether or not I think the Palestinians should be able to have control over their part of the West Bank, no, I don't think they're entitled to it. Having said that, it's already a done deal. So we have to accept it for what it is. Right. And as long as they're willing to live in peace with the Israelis and eventually come to terms so that we can have an open border and exchange um, ambassadors and everything else like we've done with many of the Arab nations already, I'm okay with it. Right. I'm not happy about it, but I'm okay with it. Right. As far as Gaza is concerned, um, that has already been determined as land that they should have to call their own country. Right. The problem they have is there is no workable plan where they can have a contiguous country right. where the West Bank is connected to Gaza. That's the no. problem. Right, yeah, it's too, It's it, uh, geographically it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, because right. in order for that to happen, you have to create a roadway Right. that they have jurisdiction over, which actually severs Israel from its border with Egypt. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, again, this is why I'm opposed to them having independence and control over their part of the West Bank. Right. So you would prefer them to have Gaza instead of the West Bank? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Right. But Absolutely. It, but it for, looks for, like for yeah, all those reasons. right. It looks like the West Bank is already a done deal uh, to some ex- to to some extent. Um, right. But b- b- before we, um, I don't want to beat uh, this horse to death, um, uh, for lack of a better phrase. Um, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to get into your, your other issue you had about Scooter Libby. A lot of people don't know who he is, so I'd like a little history history lesson since I got it wrong. Um, about well you didn't get it no you didn't get it wrong you got some of the details wrong right you 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 know again don't beat yourself up so much on that no and, well i like to I be i like to be factual and sometimes i shoot from the hip and i don't always hit the target so well you do a better job than the times so <laughs> pat yourself on the back um and, but with regard to scooter libby scooter libby was i believe a yale trained attorney and he was a he is a very good one. And fortunately, if I'm not mistaken, he got his law license back thanks to Donaldson's Magnus. So this is where you went off the rails just a little bit with regard to Scooter Libby. Scooter Libby, first of all, was charged and convicted of both perjury and obstruction of justice. And it was all based on technicalities. Right. And it's almost like what they're trying to do to Trump, only they have even less to go on with Trump. Well, who was he, he? Who was he exactly? So let's 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 start. Let's start he, from the from the beginning on in the Bush administration, at least. He. Yeah. Bush 43. He worked um, as I want to say he was um, Dick Cheney's chief of staff. That's I'm almost sure he was correct. the chief of staff. Yep. And. um he was he was the man who gave Cheney, because Cheney is not an attorney, um, the 
the green light to do certain things uh, with regard to um, Valerie Plain. Who was Valerie Plain? Valerie Plain was a woman who worked in the CIA who claimed she was an undercover agent. But you can't be an undercover agent if you run all over the world, especially while in Paris, France, bragging to people who were foreign nationals about how I work for the CIA. So she, um, she became a thorn in the side of Bush 43 and, of, and even more so Dick Cheney. And Cheney wanted to get rid of her for obvious reasons. There were issues around that, and, and my memory is a little cloudy with regard to those details. But she had information, uh, because she did work in the CIA, um, that was sensitive. I mean, we're talking about classified information, and she was blabbing her mouth. So they wanted to get rid of her. They... Um, they took certain actions, and those actions had something to do with Scooter Libby having a conversation with Carl Rove. And in that conversation, something was said. He had, when, when questioned under oath, he had no recollection of it. He didn't say, I don't recall. He said it never happened. And when they did more investigative work, and then, of course, they tried to pin down Carl Rove, and they were threatening Carl Rove with with jail time. He basically threw Scooter Libby under the bus, and that's when he was brought up on charges. He was prosecuted, he was imprisoned, and at the end of 43's presidency, he commuted the sentence. And the reason why people like me were so in, inflamed by that was because, again, he was acting on behalf of the president of the United States. He was doing his job. He had a conversation he forgot about and that's why he went to jail. Okay, you know what? People like the Clintons have done much worse and they've never had to pay a price of any kind right. for, for their misdeeds. And when you, commute a man, when you commute a sentence, you don't get rid of the conviction. So that's like the point. Really get pardoned. He lost his home. He lost his family. He lost everything he ever had. And so now here he is um, 12 years later, maybe 14 years later, and nobody's going to put him on PMS NBC as an analyst. Fox won't touch him. Right. He can't practice law. And so Donald Trump looked at this and said, this is poppycock. I'm going, I'm going to pardon him. Right. And once the pardon was issued, he would could then apply to get his license to practice law back. I believe he's gotten it by now. And, you know, as they say, life goes on, but he's an old man now. He's, right. he's in his 70s. Yeah. And, you know, this is what they do to patriots. Right. You know, you look what they tried to do to Oliver North. Right. You look at John Poindexter when, when the Democrats were going after Ronald Reagan and trying to have him impeached said the president never knew what we were doing in Central America. No. And he, he was asked that question, and then he was asked to clarify those remarks, and he said, because I made the decision, right. not the president. Yep. 
And so he fell on his sword and he went to jail. Right. Elliot Abrams went to jail. Right. All these patriots went to jail. Well, Ollie North, not, Ollie North got, got a gig on Fox, though. <laughs> well, okay, so one guy, because he has an ego the size of the room, I'm smoking a cigar in right now. Yeah. Um, he was able, and I love Ollie, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, I, I remember when he was at the intelligence um, committee's hearing, and he literally, after taking the oath, he said, I'm here to tell a story to all of you today. Yep. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, and I, if you I, think I, I got that no. wrong, you can look it up. No, <laughs> no, there. no, no, I, I was, I listened to his testimony as well. So I was, I and, was and he said, it, and Oliver North, his words almost verbatim were, it was my belief that the president did know. Right. And the New York Slimes posted on the front page above the fold, Oliver North, the president knew. Yeah. And, and so they thought they had Reagan and they thought they had Butch 43. And so this is what happened to Scooter Libby. Yeah. You didn't get it wrong. You just had some of the details out of place. Yeah. Well, I, well, I appreciate the uh, uh, correction. Uh, before we go though, I want to ask you about uh, Dick Cheney. Um, what's your take on Dick Cheney? Are you a fan? <laughs> you know, sorry to, really put you thought, on the, sorry to put you on the spot. Let me tell you something. All the love and admiration I had for that man has now turned to stone. <laughs> I have no respect for him or any, either of his two daughters. Yeah. And I have even less respect for Lynn. Um, I, I always thought Dick Cheney was a patriot, but he really wasn't. Yeah. He was in it for himself, yeah. and he was in it for the elites. Yeah. And those are the people who paid for him to run Halliburton yeah. and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. you know, sooner or later, it comes out. So, no, yeah. I... I, I you know, not I hope he enjoys the heart he has. Yeah, not not a fan. Uh, yeah, his statements and his run um, to try to, you know, be greater than the Council of Foreign Relations with his project for a new American century, I think was his undoing. I thought he, he got a little too big for his britches, and um, then I, I thought he was also complicit in 9-11, uh, which I find problematic. Not to mention a lot of the other profiting he got uh, through the Gulf Wars and stuff like that, um, you know, mm -hmm. through Halliburton and um, uh, Brown and Ro uh, Brown and Root. What was that other company? I forget. Kellogg. Oh yes, that's Ke right. Kellogg, Kellogg Brown and Root or something like that. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, it was the Republican version of the of the Rose Law Firm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's see if we could we could pull it up here. But I am definitely I thought he was uh, evil incarnate. And I read the book Vice. I thought it was um, pretty telling. Um, and, yeah, but know, also I, consider the source who wrote it. Yeah. Well, well, no, <laughs> yeah. Brown and Root uh, was a um, uh, industrial services company for for oil. Um, and and I think you know I don't think. A, the powers at, at the powers at play in politics, um, I think, are 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 always suspect, um, because uh, the people behind the politicians have, uh, you know, they have an alternate uh, ulterior motive, ulterior agenda, 
And that has always proven to be true. So I am not, I was not a big fan of the Bush administration, uh, but particularly Dick Cheney, because I thought he was running the show there, not uh, W. Um, well, he had gravitas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, close out here on this uh, Tuesday, uh, November 28th? You know what? Um, I think we covered all the ground that I really wanted to cover tonight. Yeah. Um, there's always next week. Yeah. I wanted to talk a bunch about uh, Chinese espionage in the uh, in the United States because there was uh, recently a report um, Congress warns America has little grasp on CCP influence in the U.S., but we'll have to keep that till next week. I appreciate you joining me, Perry. Um, have a good night. You're at a, a jazz and cigar bar. I am envious. And as you should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I appreciate right, you Rudy. joining me. You got it. Until next week, my friend. All right, see you. Mm, bye-bye. Bye. Excuse the technical difficulties. We had the phone cut out. I had, um, as I started the podcast, episode 62 of Tuesdays with Perry, uh, I had the Bluetooth cut out. I just had my deck cut out. Crazy. Uh, Must be Mercury in retrograde. I guess that's what the astrologists call it. Well, that's it for tonight. We covered a lot. I hope uh, for some of you listening that cleared up um, some of the stuff, uh, babies in ovens and uh, beheaded babies, not saying that it didn't happen, um, but they are one source and you know there is you know some bias uh, coming from Israeli media, the IDF, and some of the emergency response there, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, and as far as Scooty, Scooter Libby goes, I was never a fan of Dick Cheney or his chief of staff. The Valerie Plame thing was, um, you know, a lot of people were worried that uh, she was put at risk and her husband also who worked for the CIA was also put at risk. Um, But Donald Trump did pardon him. So there's something to be said there. Anyway, for till next week, Tuesdays with Perry, this was episode 62. You can join me tomorrow. My daily podcast, Rudy's Revelation. Peace out.